Are you cyber confident? Do you know what your digital footprint is? Do you understand the reasons you're a cyber target? In this podcast series, you'll learn what it means to be cyber confident both at work and at home. Because when it comes to cyber security, the front line is you. Alex Griffiths spoke to Christine Maxwell, Director of Cyber Defence and Risk, and Squadron Leader Rich C, Capability Development Desk Officer with UK Stratcoms. He started by asking what cyber security means to them. I would obviously say that it's very important. And, you know, I've got a real mission in terms of raising the awareness, behaviours and culture of everybody across defence so that they also think that it's important. You know, cyber's really, it's all about the processes and the technology to protect systems, networks and information from cyber attack because our our adversaries want the information. But the easiest way to do that is our people. So hence, it's just really important um, that that everybody actually thinks that that cybers is you know maybe not as important as I do, but um, that it's that it's really a, a really key um, thing for their personal and their work life. Yeah, and from from my perspective, the uh, as Christine just mentioned there, our people are vital, and as we've gone through the journey in defence over the last. Um, number of years, information has really come to the fore as our one of our um, lifeblood of all of defence activity, and therefore people who can get access to that uh, really causes a problem because an adversary doesn't need an awful lot of information before they can start um, uh, challenging our ways of operation and what we do. And it's really important for people um, from a cybersecurity perspective to think about the mission that we have and where any information that we might uh, give away, whether intentionally or otherwise, can compromise the uh, activities that we're doing, both for ourselves and on behalf of uh, defence and for the government. And you mentioned there about people, um, the materials that um, you you release. Um, it says the front line is you. Why is that? We, we use that because we, we really want everyone to feel that they're part of this and really being cyber resilience is only truly going to work if we all adopt good behaviours and therefore people are the true front line of the cyber defence to for for mod and, and the defence world so the attackers as I said typically target people um, in order to get access, whether they send us phishing emails or they do um, other ways of deception to get us to divulge information, that's the easiest way. So, so everyone needs to be aware that they, they are a target and that they're the front line so that actually if they can then report and alert us to when if they see anything suspicious um, or anything happens, that we can take the right defensive measures so that we we can be protected. So, so it's a real collective responsibility for, for everyone from leadership um, right down and through and around the organisation. It's, it's all really, we're all important. What part do leadership have to play in this and what can they do to help? So they can really sponsor. Uh, Sponsor and lead by example would be two real important things I would say about leadership because, um, you know, we're 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 quite a hierarchical 
political organisation and you know the command structure is is very important to us and and if we see the leaders actually taking cyber seriously and also adopting good cyber behaviours that will trickle down through the whole organisation so you know that that whole leadership and support and sponsorship for what we're trying to do with cyber awareness just really really important we mentioned obviously we've just spoken about leadership um, and they have a key role to play in this but are there any misconceptions about who is actually responsible for it for cyber security yeah i think um as was just said there's some there's a real uh, leadership element involved and i think there may be uh, i'm not necessarily a misconception but a too much reliance is placed on IT and the technical teams and that cyber is going to be handled by somebody else. This is a, a hugely complex um, field and our uh, defence operations are, are have a number of people and systems that are involved. So cyber resilience starts with good behaviours and being confident in knowing what those behaviours are. And then some of the technology can augment that and, and make sure that we are protected. You mentioned good behaviours um, there, but what are the consequences of risky cybersecurity behaviours? I don't want to be, you know, too dramatic, but it it could be it could be devastating. You know, if we ended up in a position where through cyber that there was misinformation passed into an operational domain that could ultimately, in worst case, put our people's lives at risk and put. Um, put an operation in jeopardy that you know that would be the the, the absolute worst case um, scenario or it could be in that kind of highly embarrassing situation where you know if some information was leaked and we were all over the newspapers or um, you know we had to you know talk with our allies for example in that you know we had a security challenge you know, none of those things are things that, that we want to be um, part of. So hence the importance of a cybersecurity and as, and as all, being, all being part of it and being aware so that those consequences don't occur. We've spoken about risky behaviour. Um, what is Defence doing to address the need for positive cyber behaviours? You know, that's really what this is all about. So um, really, you know, the, the strap line that we've been using is all been about driving cyber confidence. And, you know, we want people to be confident and, you know, we all have to live and work in cyberspace these days. So, you know, what we're trying to do is build awareness, behaviours and a real cyber culture through our people. We're under no illusion that that's something that you can do overnight. Yeah, and I think practicing good cybersecurity at home is just as important uh, to protect your family and children. Uh, it doesn't need to be difficult or time consuming, but there are really some simple things that people can do, like having separate passwords for, for accounts, automatically updating software. Um, it's just as simple as if you would like your or would protect your money in, in that way, so you would like to see your bank operating in a sensible way where you use different passwords, it's doing the same thing across a number of your other areas of life. And if you're using it at home in in that way, then it naturally transfers to work and it just becomes a habit. Yeah, exactly. Uh, absolutely. Is there any, everybody's 
glued to their their phones or loads of different apps i mean my phone is full of different apps um are there any apps in particular that give you and defense cause for concern so uh, I, I won't name some of them, but uh, there are lots of apps that aren't appropriate in a defence context, unfortunately, um, because of the, some of the origins and where we know that data may be um, passed. Um, for example, we, we become aware of those apps that, that are really fun, engaging. People like to, whether they whether they want to share something with some friends or let everybody know how good they are at twerking. Um, there are those apps that um, we know. Uh, bits of information can be brought together and start informing a picture of what's going on. And if if uh, people become aware that those are defense people, they then get a picture of what de uh, defense people are doing and what we may be doing. So when people get notified of something being banned, it's for good reasons or advice that you shouldn't use it. So it's really important to separate what people are doing um, also from their work and then their personal devices to make sure that if they are or have other friends who are using those devices uh, and those apps that there isn't a link back to defense uh, and that goes beyond apps as well there are some other technologies um, that will be in people's homes that have a similar um, uh, link back to other areas is there anything that, that maybe highlights a cause for concern for you christine we do try to constrain um, the the apps and the services that are used within defence, absolutely. But, you know, also trying to make sure that we've got access to the right technology and the, the right tooling. And, you know, there's a real push across defence just now about modernising and transforming so that, you know, we have maybe been a little too um, old fashioned at times. So, you know, I think over the next certainly months and years, we'll start to see that modernization um, take place and doing that in a secure way is the way that we that we will drive that. So we want people to have the right technology at their fingertips and that they can they can work in a, in a good, efficient and secure way. There are so many apps i mean you just need to go into the app store and you can download apps that do pretty much everything i guess it's just having that that thought beforehand and just thinking about actually what you're downloading or what you're putting your personal information into and what about personal devices is there still a risk from having these apps on your personal devices yeah so as I alluded to, um, with regards to apps uh, within a defence context, there are also apps um, within a, uh, a personal context that we'll um, provide information about um, and advise where we don't think that they're relevant or should be used um, because of where data may go. Um, people need to be aware that digital footprints online um, provides uh, lots and lots of information to people who can get access to that uh, collect, collect that information and they can harvest that from areas such as social media uh, innocuous things that we think such as delivery apps business apps uh, and just photo apps um, and you we all want to keep ourselves and our families safe so there is information available to defense personnel as well on areas of concern around those um, applications and our data can be used to provide uh, methods for people to conduct cyber attacks against us in our personal lives and in our defence lives if we use them carelessly. I wonder if you could just expand a little bit um, Rich on that digital footprint and how um, if you were to put in your information into a delivery a food delivery app and then went for a run using a certain app 
how all of that combined can actually build a picture. Yeah, so there's, um, so we call it, within a military context, um, certainly on, on operations, we'll call it pattern of life. So we'll start looking at behaviours and things like that. So if you do things uh, in, a, in a regular way or using those apps and, and, um, uh, and going for runs, um, you can start building up, or adversaries or anyone can start building up a picture of what you do. And, and some, um, certainly there are some legal ways that people do that and companies will use that information to provide you with more targeted adverts, with um, better offers when it comes to online shopping or even in supermarkets, which is all good, but that same information can be used to try and identify whether there are vulnerabilities with uh, things that you do or where you could be targeted in isolation or, um, or, or, or something that, that can be used to leverage your family. Perfect. I think that's, that's really great information because, as I say, if you put one bit of information in one app, you don't think about what you then put in another app and then it's just building a, a jigsaw um, of, as you say, pattern of life. If um, we move on to some takeaways that people should have from listening to this podcast, what does it mean to be cyber confident? If it's a collective responsibility, what can individuals do to protect themselves and defence as a whole? There's loads of things that people could do, but there's probably some basic things that, you know, we, we, if we all adopted, we would be more confident and be secure. So the number one thing I would say would be if you're in doubt about something and you think there's a cyber risk, shout. So reporting and saying when something doesn't feel right or challenging the behaviours of you know something that doesn't look right in in a context that you're in really really important. So um, you know that whole reporting piece um, is key. Some other things about you know passwords. So use good passwords and you know keep as we've already said keep your passwords separate. So. You, you know, I certainly with, with, you know, keep your, I keep my banking password as a unique password from anything else. Have, you know, I try to use phrases, use song lyrics, things that make in your passwords more difficult to guess. Um, really, really important. And keeping your work and your personal passwords separate as well. You know, we've talked about social media. So really, we're not saying don't use social media but just use it carefully and really think about the information that you're sharing online because that's a, a permanent record. Um, so and that's also about being conscious about sharing with your friends and family and anything that you can do to help share and make your family and your friends more secure as well is, is going to be good. Think, think before you click is you know, so we all get whether it's text messages or emails with, you know, maybe from companies that you're not expecting with asking you to click links and divulge information. So just like you hear your bank saying, don't click on links and we'll never ask you for your username and password. Same situation in a work context. So be very careful in that think before you click. And, and learn what a phishing email is going to look like. We've been pushing out some information on the key characteristics so that people can learn and we will keep reinforcing that. So, so, so there are probably a few, you know, 
you know, four or five things that if we all did, actually we would be in a much stronger place and they're all doable by everyone. Finally, I'm going to put you both on the spot and say what is the the one thing that people after listening to this podcast should keep at the forefront of their mind? Um, Rich, I'll put you on the spot first. Uh, so I think I think it's about um, it's a shared experience. We can all learn together to protect one another um, in the roles that we do. Christine, and I say um, get involved, um, get in, get in. You know, recognise that we we are, you know, we're all targets. We've got information and systems that 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 people are going to want access, and we. We are going to be that front line and we're going to deal with it in a confident way and let's talk about it, let's share our experiences, um, let's let's be let's be part of the fight and you know and and and, and be cyber confident and, and take it forward. You've been listening to Christine Maxwell, Director of Cyber Defence and Risk, and Squadron Leader Rich C, Capability Development Desk Officer with UK Stratcoms.